Hello and welcome to Unbreak My Heart, a podcast designed to help you glue your heart back together after a breakup. I'm Tess, I'm not a relationship expert, but I am an expert in getting my heart broken and I've watched a lot of YouTube videos about how to get through it. Uh, I'm guessing you found your way to this podcast because you've just been dumped or you've recently broken up with someone and me too. So why don't we see if we can get through the shitstorm of emotions together and come out of the other side healthier and happier and without looking like a twat. In this episode, we're going to be dissecting the relationship, taking responsibility for our own part in things and looking at the lessons we can learn from this breakup. Hopefully you've listened to the previous episode, so you're feeling your feelings, you've got contact with your ex, your addiction to them is getting weaker, uh, you've been distracting yourself with healthy things like exercise and seeing your friends, and you haven't gone down that route of like getting fucked up and sleeping with unsuitable people. You've faced up to all the reasons your relationship and your ex were actually a little bit shit, and you're ready to move on. But before I start, I just got to confess something. I just texted my ex. (laughs) I'm so shit at no contact. Well, no, actually, I'm kind of good at it. And then when they text me, I just reply. And then it's like it all kind of continues from there. And I just went a whole day with kind of out without texting him. And then I just did it like a minute ago. But... I'm only human and I'm going through all this stuff too and now I'm going to focus on this podcast as a distraction and then I will start the no contact all over again. And guys, doing this for you is super helpful for me and I'm actually finding it really cathartic and healing and it's helping me in so many ways. So I hope it's also helping you. Um, I don't know, but I'd imagine it is. I sort of feel like I'm going through this with loads of people and so hopefully you feel like you're going through it with me too. So thanks. Okay, so let's get on with it. Uh, I honestly think that this next bit should be some kind of compulsory, like, government initiative or something, like, that everyone has to do after a relationship ends. Basically, we need to have a look in-depth at the relationship and I think I'm probably coming at it from quite a corporate angle and I did do Prince 2 project management like two years ago which I haven't used since so now I'm putting it to good use (laughs) but basically we need to look at the lessons we've learned from each relationship focus on the good and the bad take responsibility for our own behavior and that's going to change our future relationships and like break all these unconscious patterns that we just have Each relationship throughout your life brings a new opportunity for growth and learning. And at the end of each one, we should really be looking at how we've grown and what we've learned. This kind of helps us to make peace with what is and our current situation and helps us in future situations. So take out your journal, your trusty journal, and (laughs) looking back at this relationship, at the ones you've had before, Can you notice any patterns of behaviour in yourself and in your relationships? Are there things that like always seem to be an issue or something that's just cropped up in this one but that was a really big deal that you need to dig deeper into? 
for me since my really bad relationship. It's just been like a string of situationships and being with men that don't like me enough to commit to me, but that I just carry on seeing anyway. Uh, I could sit there and think like, oh, men are awful or like there must be something deeply wrong with me. Why am I so unlovable? Um, And that's definitely something I've tended to think in the past. But I need to take responsibility for my part in this. I'm not unlovable. I'm just really bad at boundaries, (laughs) like really bad. And until recently, I didn't even understand what they were. I'm only just learning to put them in place. And I also tend to think the best of people. I think that's true anyway. Regardless of what they're showing me, it's like I willfully ignore red flags and pretend that they're not there. And also, all these guys have told me from the very beginning that they didn't want a relationship. And with all of them, I've just ignored what they've said. I've gone ahead anyway. And that is on me. It's my responsibility to hear the truth, put up a boundary and walk away by like taking responsibility and looking at my own behavior I can change that in future scenarios so as long as I enact this in any other situation I know that I won't be in this position again so where are there areas where you can take responsibility were there things that you did wrong in the relationship like you don't have to beat yourself up about it but recognizing your own behavior can be really liberating So as well as like willfully ignoring the fact that my ex didn't even want a relationship with me, I think I was also kind of quite needy. I spent a lot of time with him, but I was also always calling him or texting him, all of that shit. And I definitely didn't give him or me the space that I think we both probably need in a relationship. And then the other thing about me is... It also, I just like have this chronic need to take care of people. And it's how I express love and it's probably fine with friends and family. Well, I hope it is anyway. But with your partner, I've got to let them figure out their own shit and not be on hand offering support all the time. I don't want to be someone's mum and like least of all a grown man. But because I'm pretty good at like finessing my life and I've got my shit together... I often end up trying to finesse other people's lives for them too and that's not really very cool. (laughs) So have a think about your own stuff but like don't get caught up in blaming yourself for things. It's just healthy and helpful to have a little objective look at yourself. You're still amazing, I'm still amazing, you're still a freaking goddess or a god and so am I. This most recent relationship has also taught me about where I'm actually still pretty fucked up from the really bad one I had before. And I still very easily fall back into old patterns. So, for example, I'm naturally a pretty easygoing person, but because of the relationship that I was in before, this now displays itself in this kind of weird, terrified submissiveness And it's something I'm aware of, and it's like I know it's happening in the moment. But I hadn't had the opportunity to see it in full action for a while. And now that I know I'm still behaving in certain ways, I've got the chance to work on that in therapy and also just in my own life. Without this breakup, I wouldn't have had the chance to work on these things. I wouldn't have had another lesson 
about the importance of boundaries and listening to people when they tell you what they want. And by looking at the lessons that we're all learning through these experiences, we can start to feel thankful for the fact that they've happened. I can take these new thoughts and the awareness of my own shit with me into a new relationship. And that's actually pretty exciting. I don't have to do things in the old way anymore. So what are the lessons that you're learning right now about who you are in a relationship and about yourself? And how would you like to behave in your relationships in the future? In the last episode, we wrote down the superficial reasons as to why this breakup is a good thing for us. So the things like sleep and getting back to our hobbies and eating the food we like and listening to music and just doing all those things. But now this is like the real shit of what makes this breakup a good thing. For me, without this breakup, I wouldn't have faced up to things that really still need healing. And maybe I could have done some of this work while I was in the relationship, but that's not really fair to put that on someone else. Like it's far better to work on it alone. And it gives my future relationships a better chance of working out in the long run. And also, after my bad relationship ended a few years ago, I'm not even kidding, I was really devoid of any sense of self. Like, honestly, I was just this sort of empty husk. Like, you know, in the autumn when you're walking in the park and there's like conker trees and stuff and you see those kind of spiky husks on the floor and there should be a conker inside the spiky husk, but instead it's just an empty spiky husk that's basically me (laughs) and I'm still trying to figure out who I am and trying to build a life for myself so I'm not just such a human void and this breakup's given me like a kick up the arse to actually get on with that now. Hopefully you're seeing that by reframing what's happened and looking at like okay how can this work out for me then you get another step towards like accepting it and being at peace with it, and it starts to create this fun little buzz inside of you of, actually, this is really working out in my favour. Looking back at the relationship, are there things that you would have done differently, and why? Personally, even though, like two seconds ago, I said that a lesson I've learned is to listen when someone says they don't want a relationship. Obviously, yeah, that's a major lesson, and something I've learned over and over again. <laughs> But actually, I'd still do this one all over again because, yeah, he taught me that lesson again. But he also taught me what normal, healthy, loving relationships are like. And that's something I hadn't experienced for a very long time. So despite the fact it ended, the whole journey was totally worth it. I want to talk about the concept of the one so our prince or princess charming or need to be completed by another personally I don't really believe that there is the one for me I think there are many potential ones and there's like the one for right now and the one for next week and the one for having kids with and the one for growing old with and maybe they're all the same person that would be nice but to be honest they're probably not and we're taught really early on that love conquers all and that we need to search the world for our soulmate to complete us but I just don't think that's true you guys people come into our lives for periods of time we have fun we learn we grow and sometimes we stay with that person but more often than not 
things end and we move on to the next one for the new lesson and the new growth that that new relationship is going to bring. And that's not to say that when you're in the relationship, you don't think you've met your soulmate. And maybe you have. I think maybe this last one I was with had like a soulmatey vibe. But just because someone feels like a soulmate, it doesn't mean they're meant to stay in your life forever. And it also doesn't mean there isn't like another soulmate waiting around the corner for you. And for me too, I'm pretty certain there's a million more soulmates in London. This idea that there's only one person for you in the whole world means that when you break up with someone, if they've represented that for you, you're going to feel even more devastated and it's going to make you ignore the fact that you now have the opportunity to meet a new the one. As well as this myth of there only being one person for us in the world, there's also this idea that we need someone else to make us happy. But our happiness is our responsibility And we should never be putting that on someone else. Basically, I'm responsible for my life, my happiness, my healing, and you're responsible for yours. And a breakup is an amazing opportunity to recognise that and work out like how to do that for ourselves. Okay, so close your eyes right now and think, what makes me happy? And I'm going to do it too. And then open your eyes and write it down. (laughs) And see how many things bring you joy outside of a relationship. Okay, so I'm going to do it. Right. These are the things that right now off the top of my head make me happy. Chips. Actually, just potatoes in general. Art. Music. Burner boy. Dancing. Cleaning my teeth. Plants. Going to the cinema. I love going to the cinema. Talking to my sister on the phone. These things all make me happy and none of them have anything to do with my ex. So do that now, it's really fun. If you're still feeling angry or hurt or like this terrible thing has happened to you, we should have a talk about forgiveness and the power of letting something go. We shouldn't confuse forgiveness with like condoning someone's behaviour. By forgiving someone you're not saying like, oh that's alright mate. Like, go ahead and do that to me again. Or you're not saying that that what they've done is okay and you're letting them off the hook for it. Forgiveness is about you moving forward and breaking your attachment to whatever's happened and whoever you feel has made that thing happen. You don't even need to tell the person that you've forgiven them because this isn't about them, it's about you moving on with your life. Nelson Mandela said loads of amazing stuff in his life and you're probably thinking, what the fuck, why is she suddenly like talking about Nelson Mandela? (laughs) But he had a lot of reasons to hate people and be angry and bitter and like carry that around with him. But instead, he chose to forgive people, like forgive the people that had imprisoned him. And he said, when a deep injury is done to us, we never heal until we forgive. And he's really right. He also said about like leaving prison. As I walked out the door towards the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. And you can relate this to moving on from your relationship because if you bring with you your anger or your bad feeling towards someone else, it will consume you and you'll take it with you into your future relationships. The past is past. All you have now is your present and what you make of your future. 
in my experience, I've carried around with me for the last few years a lot of bad feeling and bad memories. And these have definitely got in the way of me being able to just have a normal relationship with somebody new. Partly that's because of the circumstances of the relationship I was in in my 20s. And partly it's because I've only really just started to deal with the fallout of that. But it's also because I was holding on to a lot of hate. Like, and maybe it was justifiable hate, but it wasn't healthy for me at all. Most of the time, I've come to a sort of peace with what happened. I've not, like, entirely forgiven this person. But sometimes I wish them well, and a lot of the time, I don't even think about them at all. So maybe forgiveness comes in many forms. I just know that hatred of him and blame towards him doesn't eat me up inside. I'd probably still be sick and run away if I saw him in the street, but I also don't fantasise about his death anymore. Now that you're stronger, you can look at things more objectively. You can hopefully start to take a view from outside of the shitstorm now that the storm is calming down. So I want you to get your journal and write all the good things about the relationship. And this might make you feel some longing and loneliness and missing of the person. But just sit with that feeling and let it pass because it will pass. And there'll be reasons why you were in this relationship. There'll be things about it that were really fun and that you enjoyed and loved. And as you're writing them down, remind yourself that you can have these things again, just with somebody else. And now write down all the good things that this person made you feel. For me, in this most recent relationship, the feelings were like fun and joy and laughter and love, kind of like having this fun best friend to talk to all the time um, and safety and security and peace and now think about how you can bring those feelings into your life right now without your ex so I have fun a lot of the time anyway with my friends and by myself I like my own company which is good uh, I generally laugh like 50% of the time during any given day my life is full of love so all the love I get from my friends and my family and I have lots of great people to talk to whenever I need them Uh, and also I can keep myself safe I have a secure home and everything I need in life and to be honest I'm feeling more and more peaceful all the time so all those things I listed that this person used to bring me I already have them in my life and I can give them to myself Another thing to think about is, what is this really about? You don't need someone to complete you or make you whole. And hopefully right now your life's feeling pretty full and you've got lots of fun stuff going on. So why did this rejection hurt so much? And sometimes it's about something like much older and much deeper. Some kind of childhood wound or sense of abandonment that comes from something that you're not even aware of or can't really remember. So a helpful thing to do is try and feel what is this feeling of loss and then think back to times in your life when you felt this way before. What does it remind you of? And the earlier you go, that's where this wound is coming from. And obviously, there's always like the current feeling as well, this like adult sense of kind of ego rejection and stuff. And maybe you just miss your ex and you love them and it's very black and white. But it's worth thinking about whether it's something deeper. And if you want help with this kind of stuff, 
go to therapy, man. Like, it's honestly the best thing I've ever done. And it's completely saved my life and changed my life. But it can be quite expensive. But if you're in the UK, there's a website called the Free Psychotherapy Network. And that lists loads of practices that offer free or cheap therapy. That's the one I sent to my ex. A few weeks ago. Anyway, but talking to someone impartial about what you're going through is great. Especially if you feel like you're burdening your friends with all of your shit. It's actually really liberating to talk to someone who has to listen to you because you've paid them. It's really good. When you're looking at this stuff, like looking at your patterns and your past wounds and your own behaviour, maybe certain beliefs that you didn't even know you had about yourself might jump out at you. And now's your opportunity to change those beliefs. For so long, I thought that I was completely unlovable, unworthy of love and connection and deeply defective somehow. But I can identify that those are things I've believed about myself and I can break those beliefs and form new ones. And therapy obviously helps with that, as does like journaling and affirmations and blah, blah, blah. But also... I've got this little like candle ceremony I do (laughs) and maybe you're not very spiritual and this will just sound a bit crazy so you can skip it but for me it's a really nice way of feeling like I'm getting rid of an old belief and affirming a new one so on a day that you're just going to be at home for quite a long time uh, get a tea light and you think about the belief that you want to get rid of so for me it would be I'm not worth loving. And you say to the universe, the belief I want to get rid of is the belief that I'm not worth loving. And you light your candle and the candle burns away and it takes that belief with it. And then you take another candle and you think of the opposite belief. And so you're saying to the universe, I'm putting this belief in place of that one I've just got rid of. So (laughs) you're saying, I'm worthy of love. And you light the candle And when it's burnt away, that new belief is within you. I just think it's a nice thing to do anyway. You guys don't have to do it. But for me, it just sort of like affirms what I'm trying to believe about myself. I can't believe I've waited to episode three to talk about gratitude. But here we are. I mean, gratitude sounds really lame, doesn't it? It just like invokes, I don't know, people who buy those books about cozying up your home and like I don't know like a kind of galaxy caramel advert but gratitude actually changes everything not just your response to your breakup but it changes your whole world and your future and Google told me why because Google is great so gratitude apparently improves physical health According to the internet, grateful people experience fewer aches and pains and they report feeling healthier than other people. Gratitude improves psychological health, so it reduces toxic emotions ranging from envy and resentment to frustration and regret. Multiple studies have found a link between gratitude and well-being and research confirms that gratitude increases happiness and reduces depression. Gratitude. Oh my God, I'm going to say gratitude so many times. It's like, you know, when you say a word over and over again, then it loses its meaning. So apologies in advance. Gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. 
During a particular study, participants who ranked higher on gratitude scales were less likely to retaliate against others, even when given negative feedback. They experienced more sensitivity and empathy towards other people and a decreased desire to seek revenge. That was hard to say. Grateful people, rather than gratitude, (laughs) grateful people sleep better. Writing, oh, here we go, in a gratitude journal improves sleep. Spending a few minutes jotting down things you're grateful for before bed may help you sleep better and longer. Gratitude improves self-esteem. Studies have shown that gratitude (laughs) reduces social comparisons. So rather than becoming resentful towards people who have more money or better jobs or boyfriends, which is a major factor in reduced self-esteem, grateful people are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments. Gratitude increases mental strength. For years, research has shown gratitude not only reduces stress, but it may also play a major role in overcoming trauma. A study found, I think this is the last time I'm going to say gratitude, a study found that gratitude was a major contributor to resilience following the terrorist attacks on September the 11th. Recognising all you have to be thankful for, even during the worst times of your life, fosters resilience. Well done, everyone. We got to the end of that. (sighs) So, how can you put gratitude, here we go again, into practice today? Right, this is me. This isn't from the internet. Get out your journal, of course. Before you go to sleep, write down at least three things that you're grateful for and it's going to instantly make you feel better about life. And you will never stop at three. Like I write lists and lists of it. And I've done this for a few years. And even if I'm sharing a bed with someone and I don't want to be like, you know, post-sex, be like, hey, hang on, before we just cuddle and go to sleep, I just really need to write down a list of things I'm grateful for. Instead, I'll list things in my head. And it can be like the smallest things like today I toasted a crumpet perfectly or the sun was shining or I spoke to my mom and it was really nice or I saw a nice cat or I ate a mini roll. I ate four mini rolls, true story. Uh, And you can extend this to the morning too. I start my day by thinking like my bed is so comfy my pillow is so nice, the birds are singing, Uh, I slept really well, I get to see my friend Kat after work today, oh it's Wednesday, that means there's roast potatoes in the canteen at work and it really sets you up for like a good day and it ends your day on a positive note and it sounds fucking annoying I know but on the outside you can still be looking all cool, no one needs to know that like inside you're a very enthusiastic eight-year-old. <laughs> okay, so I hope you find all of that helpful. For me, all of this stuff's been the most helpful part of this whole thing. I still miss my ex, and if I'm honest, I still love him. But I'm moving on, and pretty soon that sporadic contact is going to cease completely, and I'll master the no-contact thing, and I won't be in love with him anymore. And I'm really glad this has happened and I'm glad that I've got this opportunity to look deeper into my issues and I've got this time by myself to figure out 
where I'm still acting like a kind of terrified rabbit in my life and how I can change that. And I know that all the work I'm doing right now will mean that the next time I fall in love, because of course I'm going to fall in love, probably multiple times before I die, I know there's another soulmate and maybe more than one in my future. And when that happens, I'll be in a way better position to make things work. Make peace with the situation. Take responsibility for your own happiness and healing and appreciate that this relationship and this breakup has taught you some lessons. Forgive yourself and your ex for the situation. Close the window on this episode of your life because you've done it now, you've seen it before and it's time for the next one to start. You're doing so amazingly well and I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of us. Look how far we've come in just three episodes. (laughs) I wish I'd done this for all of my breakups. thanks for listening and coming along with me i appreciate you guys loads and if you've enjoyed this episode please feel free to rate it leave a comment subscribe on like whatever platform you're listening to um and in the next episode we're going to be talking about self-love and building self-confidence and self-worth so i will see you in episode four bye